everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tracksuit Sports Talk. Yes, we wear tracksuits and we talk sports. We're so happy to have you back. I did notice that on our first episode, we had a total of six listeners. Uh, so it was basically me uh, and a couple other people. So I'm basically saying welcome back to future myself. Uh, but hopefully we get uh, we get some more listens. You never know. Um, can't wait for this exciting episode for you guys. We are going to be talking Olympics. Yes, it's that time of year. I know Olympics were a shockingly, you know, six months ago, and we're already into the Winter Olympics. Uh, definitely underrated. We got some great off-the-wall Olympic conversation to have um, to, with you tonight. I got my good friend, Mr. Jake, here, yo, 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 yo. and we are going to hit it off. Jake, tell me what you think about the Winter Olympics. You know, I love the Winter Olympics. And honestly, I mean, the world loves the Winter Olympics, right? The world loves the Olympics. I definitely think we're going to get more than six listens on this episode because, I mean, we it's have the, the Olympics. Whole world as the audience, you know? That's at least <laughs> that's seven actually a good and a half point. billion people of potential yeah. listeners. So yeah, all good point. Just listen once. That's way more than six. I would no, imagine, I, too, that on top of that, like if people were just to Google Olympic podcasts, that this is probably going to be the first thing that shows up. Yeah, I can't imagine that there's, you know, all that other many podcasts covering like the biggest sporting event that's happening on Earth yeah. right now. But, you no, know, definitely. I think definitely. we're in a good driver's seat there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love the Winter Olympics. It's a great time. I think there's a lot of great sports in the Winter Olympics. You know, everyone knows about their, you know, their, their snowboard half pipe, right? Their, their, you know, figure skating, right? The big, the big hitters, you know, that everyone tunes in in prime time to watch on NBC, right? Yeah. But tonight I wanted to do something a little different. You know, everyone's talking about the major sports. I want to talk about... Our favorite, I mean, my personal favorite, obscure winter sports of the Olympics ah. that, that might not get a lot of airtime, you know, that might be airing in that kind of weird 2 a.m. time slot, you know, that you might not see unless you're recording it, but that, you know, nonetheless deserve just a lot of love for all the enjoyment that they bring to people that compete and to watching them. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, I feel like with the Summer Olympics, like, it's pretty well known. Even the obscure ones aren't that obscure, you know, like, right. that's the most experienced obscure, obscure one, like, judo or table tennis, but yet people watch judo and table, table tennis Olympic pretty regularly. Trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> Is there really Olympic trampoline? That's, that's pretty obscure, actually, if you want to go what? down a Olympics rabbit hole. Olympic oh, trampoline is pretty intense. I need to Google that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Winter Olympics, is there are some weird ones because you're right. I mean, really, you got skiing, snowboarding, figure skating, and, and that's it. You know, I mean, those right. are the things that everyone watches. But there are just so many more bizarre ones that you're like, wow, that's really an Olympic sport. Exactly. So I have in no particular order come up with a list of five of my favorites. And I figure, you know, I'll, I'll kind of shoot them out there. Maybe we can discuss them a little bit. You know, so see you, what you think. You know what's going to be interesting is after this podcast is released, I bet you those five obscure sports that you have listed will now suddenly become the five most popular watched sports in Olympic history this year. And people will be wondering why. And it's because everyone tried to Google Olympic podcast and right. they listen to our podcast and now these sports are now popular. Yeah, it's very possible that NBC won't actually have the production capacity that they need to cover yeah. these sports. You know, to actually reach the audience that is they're going to require after this podcast there. So you're, you're totally right. Yeah, they're probably going to like record it in 480p, like not expecting too much. Right. And then they're like, wow, we're not prepared for this. Exactly. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So tell, right. tell me about these sports. Okay, so I don't want to do any particular order. I love all these five. Uh, I think I want to start off, though, with one of my favorites. Uh, that'd mm. be ski jumping. Okay. Ski okay. jump is pretty scary. Ski jumps are terrifying. And I think part of the reason I, when I was putting this list together, I think that I, you know, I was really drawn towards ski jumping is that I'm, I'm a fearer of heights. Yeah. I can't stand them. Right. Me too. And I think this is just like the ultimate in, you know, Olympic, like just performance when these people <laughs> can get up there 
on this, I don't know how tall these towers are now these days. They're, you know, hundreds of feet tall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get up there and they're on these, these, you know, really weird, super long, like tall as them or even taller skis, right? They mm-hmm. go out onto the middle, they sit there and they just basically look down a steep slope at impending doom. And you know what these people do? They get up off the bench that they're sitting on and they just, they coast and then they fly. And it's just the coolest thing. I think it's like a great combination of people conquering fears of heights, you know, but also like realizing their dreams of being birds and taking off, <laughs> taking off in the sky and just flying, climbing through the air. You know, if you Google uh, ski jumping and you see how they look, I think they kind of look like flying squirrels, to be honest. They do kind of look like flying squirrels there. And you know what? There is probably something to the technique with that. I mean, I think, you know, as people, we learn a lot from nature and like try to yeah. emulate a lot of what nature does. And you know what? That's probably the optimal kind of fly falling thing that these people do. It's exactly like flying squirrels. Pretty aerodynamic. You know, what's funny is, so I, I've dabbled in skiing, um, and I would consider myself a pretty good skier, but any single time I go off a jump, I like almost crap my pants. Yeah. (laughs) And then here, these people are just like soaring through the air. Right. Um, what actually, so, I mean, this is kind of tangential, but it kind of reminds me of, I saw this thing on Reddit, um, not too long ago about this guy that did the highest dive in the world. And it was freaking 192 feet and 10 inches. Now and this is into like water? Into water. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just Google it. It's it's absolutely horrifying. You're and saying 192 feet? And 10 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. And so, you know, it just it just goes to show like just how crazy people are. Like, think about like same thing, same thing with like ski jumping, right? Like training for that, you know. Eventually right. you just gotta go balls out and just say, send it, you know. That's what's really crazy about it too, is exactly like you can't just kind of like, I don't know, ease your way into ski jumping. Eventually, you do have to just jump off a big ramp. And <laughs> granted, the training yeah. ramps and stuff are smaller, but like at a certain point, you have to just legitimately make the leap. Yeah, a leap <laughs> of faith, crazy. right? Yeah. <laughs> do you want right. to know the, the all-time longest jump in ski jumping? And like I'm looking distance? at the Wikipedia distance? right here. Yes. Oh, man. Um... If you had to guess. Where would you put this in terms of, let's do meters just to keep it, you know, really consistent with our European brethren that invented the ski jump. Two, 200 meters. Higher. 400. Okay. Well, I mean, not that much higher. The, the longest ski jump on record for men here, 250 uh, meters. Okay. Okay. So I, at least I was close. So I was thinking, I was like thinking yeah, about a, a track lap. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. That's like two straights, right? And I can that's a pretty damn far. That's you know? a pretty big jump. <laughs> how 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 high do they jump off of? That's a great question. I am looking and I, I can't see that as like a, a, a quick Thomas piece thing. of knowledge that I can find here. Um you know why it's not a quick piece of knowledge is because it's such an obscure sport. Exactly. No, I mean I'm looking yeah. on the Wikipedia page. I think with ski jump though, uh that's not typically like the most important thing. I think mainly your hill size and stuff is is kind of uh, measured where you're kind of jumping from to like the earliest landing zone. That's what, uh, what I'm seeing. If you want to be terrified, like if you go on Google and look at ski jumping, there's mm-hmm. like some pictures of some old retro ski jumps that are oh, like man. in black and white. And uh, yeah, they look pretty sketchy. They look scary. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, we have like great technology now and all like the, you know, lightweight composites and the skis are basically little mini wings, you know, and now like it's, it's probably a lot safer and stuff, but yeah, I, I can imagine it was super sketch back in the day. Yeah, these black and white photos look like they're like put together by like flimsy old pieces of wood. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of these people aren't wearing helmets. Yeah, what? 
<laughs> I mean, it, okay, think about it from this way. You know, it's one of those things where maybe they don't wear helmets because they know if they eat it, they're going to die. You know, so it's I mean, like that's, that's true, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What what's the extra protection? Maybe the helmet's just there for aerodynamic purposes, not necessarily for protection purposes. That's a good point. That's a good you point. Know? All right, what's your second one on the list? Okay, second one is my, uh, I guess, one of my other high uh, personal favorites: curling. Mm. What do you think about curling? Curling is popular, man. I mean, curling is super popular. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and the thing is, 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 I feel like it kind of blew up as like a meme, you know, right. Um, right. sport lot like last Olympics, and I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy watching it just, just for the, you know, because of it's curling for Pete's sake, you know. Right. Exactly. I, I would agree with you. I think it's still I would still categorize curling as an obscure sport because right. I think when most people like you, you know, kind of mentioned earlier, when they think of Winter Olympics, they don't think of curling as one of the big things, but. With the the U.S. men's team winning, uh, the last Winter Olympics, right. those uh, those hosers up there from Wisconsin, <laughs> right? I think curling really took off, and you know the American public was really able to appreciate, you know, like what curling could be. And it, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it, because like curling's basically just ice cornhole, yeah, you know, or ice horseshoes, right? It's like these are great drinking sports that we already play here anyway, or like right? ice uh, shuffleboard. I shuffleboard. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think what, you know, this, this new uptick in curling popularity is going to do is like when 2028 rolls around and the, the Olympics are up in LA, you know, yeah. and cornhole becomes an official Olympic sport. I think it's just going to prime people, you know, oh, and yeah. have them ready to go for when cornhole is on the main stage. Oh yeah. I mean, if Curling's they have Olympic uh, trampoline, cornhole will get there. Yeah. How could cornhole not be in there? You know? Yeah. I mean, um, kind it, of a tangent. Have you ever watched the American cornhole league? Uh, I, I know you have, and I, I do know that there's professional cornhole rules that I have looked up. Because They're amazing. Been, yeah. These guys never miss. <laughs> it, you know, and that's, and so honestly, that's why I like watching curling. It's like, you're, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult, you know, but to, re, you know, repeatedly just hit the target, you know, exactly where they want to and throw these slidey rocks down, you know, however long the curling court, I don't even know what you call it, curling rink, mm. uh, whatever, you know, they, they just get them exactly where they want. It's pretty impressive. You know, I, I think what you're telling me is that we need to start a recreational curling league. I think so. One problem, uh, yeah. not a lot of ice that's easy to come by in Southern California. True. But Poway, Poway sports rink, Poway ice rink. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Maybe. Can I, I also like how to like the, the, okay. So is question is curling the thing that you're trying to push across the device, like, or the ice, like, is that ball block of cheese thing called the curl no or that's, is, called the, that's called the rock or like the stone I've the heard. stone yeah. so the curling is is curling the act of pushing the stone or I is assume so. curling I mean, the act of sweeping the stone as it comes across the ice i mean you know i think curling is probably a general name for the sport as a whole i bet yeah. it probably originated with you know the actual throwing of the stone you know they put a little spin on it right to kind of stabilize yeah. its uh, its path down the ice so i'm sure that you know could be kind of looked at as like a little curling motion as it kind of slides down the ice. So, I mean, I know we're not doing any fact checking anyway. So yeah, let's just say that's what it comes from. You know, um, one could say that I did some curling tonight myself when I was lifting weights. True. Yeah. True. You know, if I, only what... they had winter weightlifting as an Olympic sport. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'd be incredibly obscure. <laughs> okay. What's number three? Okay. Number three, we're going to go with biathlon. Mm, now you're my... familiar with, with biathlon right that is my favorite obscure sport because i don't get how it's a olympic sport <laughs> okay well since it's your favorite let me, let me take you the lead on this one what do, you, what do you love so much about biathlon they shoot in the middle of it they ski on flat surfaces yeah. for long periods of time and then they they shoot guns yeah 
like i've always found biathlon incredibly interesting because you've never like you know seen like a sniper or like a sharpshooter you know <laughs> you've never seen them out of breath right <laughs> imagine doing just like intense cardio for you know 15 30 minutes right and then having but have to like come to a stop uh-huh. right gather yourself enough to hit a tiny little target with a freaking fancy bb gun you know what i mean so how okay so here's the question how does something like a biathlon get like introduced in the olympics where they say oh yeah this needs to be a sport is it because like in in the cold areas like people had to get on skis across flat ground and go find meat and shoot animals and they're like this is so challenging let's have make this a competition it's exactly the reason i was thinking about this earlier myself and that was the only possible conclusion (laughs) i could come up with right because like what makes an olympic sport you know like back in the ancient day right it was like feats of strength you know that were kind of like related to things in society and right. I think you're totally right. Like being able to cross the frozen tundra, you know, yeah. and bring back meat to feed your family, to feed your <laughs> yeah. village. Right. You know, like what could be more Olympic than that? And you know what's crazy about the biathlon is they have different distances. Like it goes up to freaking 20K. That's yeah. almost a marathon. That's nuts. You know, that is absolutely insane. So not only are they skiing a marathon, but they are then shooting. And then I, do, they, do they ski, shoot, ski, or do they just ski, shoot? That's a good question. I, I think some of the events have different formats. Obviously, most of the time, I believe they do laps from what ah. I've seen with those races. And it's usually like on, I don't know if it's every pass or if it's every couple of pass, they usually take a take a pause to do a round of shooting. So I think yeah. usually they'll shoot two or three times. I think kind of catch the breath. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you know, it's interesting because, uh, again, I, I have skied before. And I know the worst thing on the face of this earth is when you have to try and ski on flat ground. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's what's so funny because here's the thing too. Like, who are the people that enjoy the like training for the biathlon? Like, oh, I'm just gonna go ski across a flat surface for the next, you know, however long know. it takes, and then I'm gonna go, you know. I mean, people like running. That's true. It, it's I'm, gotta be people. It's like running people. They just yeah. need something to do in the winter because it's cold. So like, I'm just gonna pay ah. myself by cross country skiing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their that's their winter training is by by cross country yeah. skiing. <laughs> yeah, they probably do triathlons in the summer when everything unfreezes. Yeah. Would you, would you, would you say that, you know, cause curling's pretty enjoyable to watch. I would say ski jumping is insanely enjoyable to watch, oh, yeah. but would you say that the biathlon is by far the least enjoyable winter Olympic sport to watch? See, it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of dead time in biathlon, right? But yeah, exactly. There's almost nothing more electric than having to, you know, see these people come into like, you know, their little shooting booth. Right. Yeah. And with all the pressure on, right. Have to see them execute hitting these targets. So it's like, you get a lot of dead time. But then you yeah. get 15, 30, you know, maybe a minute or whatever of excitement. Just pure intensity. And it's just like you, you can't look away at that point. You're glued to it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like watching uh, like a like a cycling race in the Summer Olympics. Right. I mean, if exactly. they're doing like, I don't know, a 50 mile bike race, like most of it's pretty boring. But towards the end, it kind of gets exciting. Right. You know? Exactly. I'm sure it's the same. I yeah, think I, this is a Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I think that this is definitely, you know, one of the most obscure sports that maybe people like would put on that are like, what the heck is this? And then flip the channel. But after after tonight, it's probably one of the most watched ones. Well, I, I was going to say, too, I think that's a great point. I think biathlon, great background Olympics. Ah, yeah. You know what I mean? You can have that all you're doing to the chores. You know, you're doing some errands, right? You can like yeah. come back. Oh, hey, where's the biathlon at? You know, it's a good, you know, don't have to really be paying all that close attention to it. But you can tune in, you know, as exciting stuff's happening. Yeah. You tune in and you say, oh, they're on flat ground and there's some trees and some snow. And then Maybe. 15 minutes later, yeah. same thing. But then yeah. you'll stop once the shooting comes. Exactly. So it's interesting. So we talk a lot about biathlon. And I think this is a, a very stark contrast to my next favorite 
of the obscure winter sports, and that'd be short track speed skating. So on the opposite hand of biathlon, where you're getting a lot of dead time with, you know, really kind of truncated levels of excitement, right? Short track speed skating, all excitement, all the time. Yep. Yep. Thoughts? You want you want to know what the best part about short track speed skating is? No, it's here. They're they're helmets. Helmets are great. Very aerodynamic. (laughs) Harkens back to the ski jump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that and then it's kind of like they get so low to the ground, right? And they're like, you know, and they're trying to go around the uh, track and whatnot. That is a good one because, yeah, not too many people watch it, but actually probably a really exhilarating, um, you know, sport that more people should tune, tune into. Yeah, right. No, absolutely. I think like, um, uh, what was his name? Apollo Antonino back in the day, back in like the, the aughts of the Winter Olympics, really mm-hmm. brought that kind of to the forefront. And I think it's kind of now that we don't have like a, a face of short track speeds getting quite the same as we used to, I think it's kind of falling off a little bit. But you know what? 2022, this is the year that short track speed skating gets back on the map, goes from obscure winter sport back to mainstream. That's how powerful this podcast is going to be. Absolutely. Do you, I wonder how fast they go. That's a great question. I actually don't have any numbers on that. It is pretty terrifyingly fascinating. Like, you know, you think about like how many of them there are on such a short track, how close together they are. Those skates that they're wearing are like freaking pizza cutters, man. Those things are like a <laughs> foot long. You know, probably sharp as all can be, right? And, like, you know it's always good about short track, too, is, like, you know there's going to be a big crash, right? Like, yeah. You know there's always going to be one big wipeout, and it's just going to take, like, half the field out, you know, and everyone just goes crashing into the wall. That's oh, high octane. Yeah. That's, like, the F1 of the Winter Olympics. Right well, there. actually, you know what's really funny? So I just pulled up this article, and it's described as NASCAR on ice for that specific <laughs> really, reason. You know what? That's a really good, <laughs> that's a really good comparison. I know, right? So get, okay. So if you had to take a guess at how fast they go, what, what is your guess? Miles per hour. Are we talking like top speed? We're talking like sustained kind of top speed, top speed. I'm going to say 45 miles an hour. Oh, that's pretty close. 35. Okay. That's still pretty fast. That is pretty dang fast. For and how small those tracks are too. Well, yeah. Cause it's 400 meters. So it's literally yeah. like, a, like a track track, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, actually. So interesting. So there's two types of tracks. There's a long track, which is 400 meters, but the short, yeah. short track is only 111 meters. Yeah, yeah. Short track is what Holy I'm talking about. Holy shnikes. Long, long speed skating still very exciting, but short track is even crazier. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because they say like long, long speed skating, but it's still relatively short. I mean, 400 meter oval is still pretty. If they're going 35 yeah. miles an hour, like they're covering 400 meters pretty dang quickly. True. I think like for the long track ones that they'll mix in a lot more of like similar kind of like track events where they'll do like, you know, 1500 or like a five. Yeah. Right? And they'll do a bunch of laps versus like short track was just like all action all the time, all intensity. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that. I like that. So, you know, it's interesting, too. I'm, I, it was a good comparison to NASCAR. So I'm thinking something here. If NASCAR, right, or sorry, if short track speed skating is like the NASCAR, the Winter Olympics, my mm-hmm. next favorite obscure winter sport is like flying a freaking fighter jet. Okay, which is skeleton. A, what's skeleton? Skeleton. Okay, you know bobsled, right? Yeah. Okay, so you go down in like the little like, you know, uh, whatever car looking thing, right? You got all the skates on the side. You go down real fast along the track, right? Okay, uh-huh. you know, luge, right? Where it's like you're on just your a person now and you're on a little sled and you're on your back, right? Skeleton, yeah. uh-huh. go down on your freaking face. So you it's, lay it's... on your stomach face first. These guys are pushing 90 miles an hour down this track. Their face inches <laughs> from the ice. <laughs> and I cannot think of anything more freaking just <gasps> bomb, just uh... bad. That's just so cool. Like, I can't believe these people actually have the cajones to do this. It's crazy. Okay, silly question. Is is luge a winter Olympic sport? Do they do luge on ice? 
They do. Yeah. So, so luge is basically you're on your back. Yeah. You know, your your uh, feet first going down. Still crazy intense, obviously, right? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there's not much separating like you and the ice. But imagine, you know, okay, you got a little more comfortability. You're on your back, right? You're kind of like looking over your body, right? You feel like you're a little further away from the the ice track, right? Now, right. now flip yourself, right? And then flip over on your stomach and put your face like three inches from the ice as you're going 90 miles an hour. Like imagine that sensation. You know, you know how this skeleton was probably invented, right? Some guy was doing the luge, and he was just like, he was all like on a dare. Someone was like, "I dare you to go face first. Yeah, and he was yeah, just they like, were probably drinking some, right. some brews. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, "I'll do it." You don't think I'll yeah. do it? And then he did it. And then he did it. It's like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of like an actual real world kind of comparison, you know, for like what might have skeleton come from. I couldn't think of one, so that's got to be what it was. Because there's or, nothing that intense in nature that people would have been doing. People would have been like, no, thank you. Yeah, it definitely was from a couple of losers who drank too much and then decided to go down face first. And they called yep. it they called it a skeleton because you're basically going to die. I mean, basically. It's like a death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am looking at this. They are incredibly close to the ground. Like, their face is basically touching the ground. When I said inches, I wasn't, like, being facetious. It really no. is legitimately inches. Like and, and top speeds of, of seriously exceeding 90 miles an hour. Wow. Like imagine going 90 miles an hour in your car. You're like, okay, I'm going pretty fast. Now put your <laughs> face on the ground. Try doing that. Oh my gosh. This yeah. is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. Got to save is... the best for last, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Wait, was that your fifth one already? That was my fifth. That's all the obscure winter Olympic sports that I got. I mean, there's many others. I just wanted to pick some of my favorites. Dang. Well, I think I think the one that kind of shocked me the most was was skeleton because I had just never heard of it. I like the name. Yeah, I like how it was made up by a bunch of drunk um, losers. Yeah, which is Not definitely losers, the history of it. Losers, losers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you know what's funny? I was channel surfing last night, and the Olympics actually started early. They were showing like ice hockey mm-hmm, or whatnot, yeah. and I decided to. Uh, be miserable and watch a Laker game instead, which was a bad choice. But yeah, totally um, it's like one of those things where it's kind of the same with the Summer Olympics, where they had you know some some of the NBA or not NBA, but the basketball happening before the ceremony and whatnot. Yep. Um, and I I just feel like once tomorrow hits, so we're recording this February third, they officially start tomorrow. It's just going to be nonstop, just twenty four hours a day on the TV. And it's like one of those like super exciting times because like it's like everyone collectively joins together to binge the olympics you know oh yeah no definitely yeah so maybe this is the year that our our five obscure sports will will make it big you know yeah i think so i mean honestly yeah. like yeah, go out there watch the obscure sports there's so much tv time dedicated to the big ones you know yeah. now that now that all these people are going to listen to the podcast and they're going to learn a lot about the obscure sports we talked about yeah. you know it's going to help those athletes you know it's just going to make the sports take off all across the world so do you have any predictions for winners medals anything along those lines well so i was watching a mixed double of curling last night usa going against italy and uh-huh. uh, you know they were down um you know, 5-1 through the fourth end it wasn't looking super great but you know they made a strong comeback and by the seventh end they were down only 5-4 mm-hmm. um, honestly like i think it went down to the wire there was like a last rock that they missed that could have actually got them the, the win and they ended up losing but um you know they were one and one after uh, after that match so you know, looking okay in the preliminary round. Um, never had watched mixed doubles curling before. I've always seen curling before people, you know, full team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really interested. And you know what? Because I watched them, you know, in their match one time, you know, I really like our, our mixed doubles team. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for them to get the gold. 
So I, I'm going to just throw some uh, Winter Olympic factoids at you. We're going to play a little game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so 2018 was in yep. Pyeongchang, I believe. Yep. Um, that's where it was. Um, guess who had the most medals? Overall most medals. Yeah. That's tough. I'm going to say Canada. Mm. The Canada, Canada got third place. First oh, okay. overall, Norway. Makes a uh, lot of yeah, sense. That's not surprising. Yeah, makes, makes a lot of sense. Did, did uh, USA come in second? No, Germany came in second. Germany came. I mean, hey, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess there too is pretty cold. Number four, United States. So we lost to our neighbors from the North on America's yeah. hat. Yep. Right. <laughs> and, Yikes. And it makes sense, right? They have a lot more snow than we do. That's true. That no, is true. Number five, Netherlands. Okay. Number six, Sweden. Okay, all these are checking out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because, yeah, you look at this and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of snow up there. Yeah. So if you think about it, it's actually pretty impressive that we place so high because most of our country is not covered in snow. That is true. Most of our country is devoid of water entirely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Switzerland made top 10. I feel like that's really good for Switzerland. They're a pretty small country. Small population, but you know, real big mountains. Yeah, and beautiful mountains too. Uh, yeah, incredibly yeah. picturesque. Yeah. Austria even even made the top 10. Okay. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, it's funny, you're totally right, though. It's like none of these are all that surprising. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a winter place. Austria has only 8 million people in the entire country. Wow. That's like like New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's well, crazy. I, let's see. Switzerland. Okay. Uh, Switzerland has probably around the same, maybe a little less. Let's wow. see. Population. Um, boy, I thought I could find this easier. I'm sorry. Take a that's guess. Okay. To fill up time. Oh, that's a great call. Great call. Well, you said even less. I'm going to go with six and a half million. How, how, much, how much did I say was? Um, I think it said eight something for Austria. Or uh, Switzerland, sorry. No, wait. Austria, you Switzerland or Austria? Austria was eight something. No, I'm confused. Okay, Austria yeah. is eight something. Switzerland's also eight something. 8.5. So roughly yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty small. But, you know, you got to think all, you know, 8.5 million of those people, right? They yeah. grew up in winter, basically, yeah. you know? They make, we're, we're from San Diego, I think, as we yeah. mentioned on the podcast, and we don't even have winter as a season here. No, we don't. We're we big don't. disadvantage. Yeah, significantly. I yeah. mean, the Swiss people, yeah, I mean, they have the Alps, so they have mountains, yep. and then they make really good knives. Yeah. They also make really good chocolate. Great chocolate. Yeah. You know, holy yeah. cheese. <laughs> yeah, che- yes, cheese. <laughs> and isn't, isn't there something about banks there and bank accounts that are really Yeah, I think that's where people like to like uh, stash a bunch of like tax-free uh, mm. You know, so they don't have to pay their the taxes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know anything about that, but um, that yeah. is potentially how this podcast is funded. We won't go into detail. After this podcast, we will for sure need to hide some money in offshore accounts because we're going to be so loaded. Yeah, we're going to be so popular. I mean, it's going to it makes sense, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you for that. I had a I had a really good time talking about uh, the Winter Olympics and learning about the most obscure sports, and I actually look forward to watching Skeleton. I think I think the top must watches for me are going to be jumping, mm-hmm. ski jumping. Yep. Skeleton. Yep. And I'll tune in to the biathlon for, for the lulls. You know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you, man. If, yeah. you've, if you've never watched a skeleton event, it's honestly, yeah. it's, it's like, it's spine tingling. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, maybe even some speed skiing. Yeah. yeah. Short yeah. track, short track. I mean, you know, you know, give long track its time too, but like definitely tune in for the short track. Yeah. Events. For sure, for sure. NASCAR on ice, baby. Yeah, NASCAR <laughs> on ice. Way to Americanize it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a good time learning about some obscure winter sports. We'll catch you next time.